2: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
1: All right. Into the 11 o'clock hour. It's Cody and gold Alex gold with you. Nick Schwartz back from Germany. Cody out this week, Aaron Ladd from 41 joining us in studio. If you watch on the video stream, you usually see Aaron on TV anyway, but it's he's, he's right at home.
0: Got the fresh lineup just in time. I was going to say, I, you know, got to look good for radio. Got to look good for our radio guys here.
1: How often, because you're on TV, honestly, how often do you feel like you have to get a haircut? Like for us on radio, if you wait a while, who cares? Even if on our video stream, it does not matter whatsoever. You're on TV, you do have to look clean.
0: It's bad. At, at two weeks is like the max. Two weeks. Two weeks is like the max. <laughs> and I know, you know, we are brothers, but maybe from a different mother. I know y'all don't get your hair cut as often.
1: <laughs> I um, go to yeah. a barber, but it's something. It's a little bit
3: different. A little, little, little different Mine's setup. That's like three weeks. Every it's three. It's the beard. Bi- I, I, I can't uh, do the beard yeah. by myself. I always mess it up. You do, okay, that, do that a little makes eight
0: eight dollar special from uh, your local supercuts.
3: Uh, no, <laughs> I will. I will not go to supercuts, and I'm embarrassed by how much my new barber
0: costs.
1: Oh, you you and me both. You and me I both. Guarantee I guarantee I pay more. I have so okay. We gonna really? do this real quick. I yeah, haven't. Guaranteed. I haven't gone. This is actually. my This is as long as my hair has been in a while. I'm actually should have gone like a week and a half or two weeks ago, but yeah. Okay, so over under over under sixty dollars. It's under sixty dollars.
0: <gasps> yeah, Nick.
1: my yeah. No, my that's yeah. Whoa, uh, really? With with tip, mine ends up being like seventy.
0: Yeah, I'm like 45, which I thought was expensive. Until I mean, it is,
1: but you're, well, it is when you're going every, yeah, two, every weeks. two
0: weeks, 45, every two weeks. You get that that in your
1: contract, Aaron, you get a little budget. <laughs> no, but the, if
0: 41 is listening, it, it's starting <laughs> to add up a little you bit. You got yeah. that FU 41
1: <laughs> so. money. We get it. If you're going, you've been 40 bucks every two weeks. We can start doing the math on this. That's a lot of money on the haircut for TV. Hey, look,
0: price of fame, price of fame and beauty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nick, how much are you paying? You said over 60 or what?
3: So mine, if I get the beard, if it's just the haircut, it's about 65. If I get the beard as well, they throw on another 15. They, they're gouging me. I, I think we need to have a conversation about pricing in the haircutting industry because it's, it's getting out of control right
0: now. The pandemic ruined it all, really, because mm. I actually was having house calls during that time period. You had someone that, come to your house? Well, you couldn't, you know, it was like one in, one out. There was a time when haircuts were illegal. I mean, two, two years ago or so, like, <laughs> oh. you weren't supposed you to be getting guy? haircuts. Do I have a guy? Did you have a guy when haircuts were illegal? I did, yes. When I announced I was coming to Kansas City, I had barbers flood to me. <laughs> I had about three or four barbers <laughs> reach out and were like, well, because they knew. They are like, he's on TV. Like, he's going to have to get a certain amount of haircuts. So, you know, I had my tryouts. I had my everything and and the guy I chose then, still my guy today.
1: Loyalty, man. It's a lost art. Look, I think so Nick and I are different this. Nick and I happen to end up at the same. I don't go to this this barber anymore, but same place and Nick hate will not go back there after he saw me. Which is That's rude. That's not entirely which true. Which is rude. We went there. It, he did not like I was I knew the person, so I was having okay. a conversation. This is kind of what you can you can speak to this, of course. And Nick did not. Nick wants to dead silent, does not want to talk the whole time. And I'm like, that's backwards, man. It was just that day. It was just that day because it was
3: right after we got off work. And I think you, I think you're the one who threw me off. I think you're the I, reason I didn't want to talk
1: because I was talking to the the person. No, I no, know. No, we just got off work. Yeah, well, I didn't 15 expect 15 minutes. See you I there. drive
3: down the street, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there waiting mm. for my haircut, and then in walks
1: Alex, saying, "Look who it is!" I go, "Here we go." Well, yeah, look, like, you were in my spot. All right, that was my spot. I have been going there for quite some time, and you just you just moved in the area from Lawrence, and you invaded my spot. I can I'm not going to change my routine. Killed my killed my vibe. Yeah, I
3: didn't enjoy that haircut.
0: it was a great cut. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Those six ninety nine cuts. I mean, you can't beat them, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next back to the exactly. six ninety nine. No, Textline's crushing all of us right now. They said, "What are you guys doing? Spending more than twenty dollars?" You guys quote. OMG, you guys are stupid. Why the F are you getting your hair cut? Good Lord. Celebrity hairdresser. Aaron's on TV, at least. All right? You want to give Nick and I a hard time. We're on radio. Aaron's on TV. I, that kind of makes sense.
0: Hygiene? Grooming? Is that, is Wait, it, is that
1: stupid? This is that person's out style? Mad that we
3: get our hair cut in general?
1: <laughs> Advocating not to
3: get your hair hey, cut you at all.
1: Him. Oh, well, yeah. So where, where the F are you getting your hair cut? Celebrity hairdresser. Dumb. Huh. Okay. I don't know. That's a it's an interesting. Tech. I think everybody on TV in Kansas City uh, in solidarity with everybody else. You guys should all go a month without haircuts and see what everybody's looking like.
0: I'll let everybody else do that, and then I will sneak how off to the side out. and get the.
1: the I really hospital, do think so. you need a. You I, Nick has represented Cody in his contract talks before. I think you need you need to you need to get that worked in. Maybe they're not giving you a wardrobe budget anymore, but perhaps you need to get you need to get the barbershop budget.
0: You're trying to get me in trouble, so I won't touch this, and instead just pivot <laughs> off of it. That's a smart smart,
1: smart decision. We'll get to the audio fun bag. <laughs> Uh, for the weekend coming up in about eight minutes or so. I, I did want to talk more about Tua because we had Vinny Pasquantino on a little while ago, and we asked him about this. I mean, this is scary stuff here. This is potentially the third concussion for Tua uh, in this one season. I mean, that, for obvious reasons, is problematic. I mean, on, on the short-term end, you talk about Tua and what we saw performance-wise, which I think was already going to bring some questions on what potentially uh, the, the Dolphins needed to do in the offseason. season. Well, now you got to worry, are you going to give that guy kind of money if he wants to keep playing, knowing that this is a problem for him?
0: And we kind of heard these rumblings when he was bouncing back from the the, the Buffalo incident and, oh, it was a back injury, oh, it was this, oh, it was that. to Tua comes out and says, I'm going to change my playing style. You know, I'm usually an aggressive guy. I'm usually a scrambler if, if, if the play determines it. But, you know, I'm changing that. I, I, I've changed the way I've played, but you can't, especially not in a – In the middle of a season or a two- or three-week span, uh, my worries are about Tua long-term. I wasn't a guy who was jumping on the table, slamming up and down, wanting him to stop playing and the league should be. But when the league changes their protocol and things start to change after that, that's more smoke than fire. I mean, that's more fire than smoke. Like, things, something went wrong there, and now you have to worry about not just the season for Tua, but uh, his career.
1: Yeah, because at minimum, I, I don't know how he can play again this year. That includes the, the postseason. I don't know how he can bring it back. But yeah, it's it's a long term. Like there's a real conversation that has to be had about him playing football again, and that was a very difficult conversation. I can't imagine to be trying to have and think about. Uh, but you do have to think long term about you know <laughs> you you want to be able to still walk at some point down later on in in, in your life at bare minimum. And this game in particular was weird though because. Uh, if you look at Tua pre concussion, what people think was the, the hit, right? Warren Sharp is everybody's got you know their expertise and everybody thinks they know yeah. everything, but still, where they saw what potentially was the hit that might have caused the concussion symptoms for Tua, he was nine of 12 for two of 29 before that in the touchdown. After that hit, seven of 13, 81 yards, and he threw those three picks. He looked terrible. You know, we were all people were kind of clowning Tua for how bad he played. It ter- there's a chance. Nobody at the 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 spotter level even notice this though that's the thing the dolphins are getting crushed today because it's why are they having more problems than everybody else isn't there
0: an independent spotter in this process but as well
1: too that's the thing is like the spotter didn't even notice it this goal around. but why is it still ha- why is it keep happening with the dolphins is is bizarre and he didn't report symptoms until yesterday with the team so that means he played the full game yeah. p- potentially with a concussion there's more, it is bizarre. Is it, is it just Tua himself? I thought, you know, there was an interesting conversation that was on ESPN national radio yesterday, which was, you know, because of the hip injury that we all know he suffered in college, is he overcompensating trying to protect his hip? Meaning that's why he continually has his helmet hitting the back of his head on the ground, maybe more than other quarterbacks. Is he worrying about the hip?
0: He's also a smaller guy too. We got to start talking about weight classes in football. I know that's not an extremely sexy conversation to have, but a defensive lineman has eighty to a hundred and whatever pounds on Tua nine times out of ten. Specifically, the one where you saw Higger splayed and hours, a lot of that man. scary one. He, he's being swung almost like a rag doll in that situation because of this weight class situation. I want to give Tua some credit because, and ESPN, you touched on them, and Stefania Bell does a great job breaking down injuries, and she always says concussions are non-linear injuries, right? Tua could have played that second half, and while the stat line looks like, hey, maybe this guy was experiencing some concussion-like symptoms. We don't know. He could have gotten home and and maybe it's a little different with the light sensation or his eyes or something. I give him credit for even saying anything. This is an extremely competitive guy who played at the highest level in college at Alabama, won national championships. He's playing at the highest level in the pros in the NFL on a team that's sputtered as of late but does have championship aspirations. You know, it, it, it took a lot for him to, to self-report those symptoms and consequences, throw those out the window, whatever. What happens this year, whatever. Salute to him for doing the right thing and and going and saying, you know, I'm not right. Uh, Something's going on here and I need to get checked out.
1: We'll see you know, what, what happens from this point forward, both on the NFL investigation side, but this will be a huge off-season story because it Absolutely. has ramifications for his personal life, but also what are the Dolphins going to do from a football angle? Because I think they were already still going to be, based on his performance the last couple weeks, uh, now they've lost four in a row, I think. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. Uh, and, and they're kind of backing in if they make if they make the playoffs. That's, a, that's an if at this point still. They, they currently hold on to a spot, but if they back in the playoffs, is he the guy, if he wants to keep playing, that you're going to go and give a five-year contract for... 180 million, $200 million based on performance. And then also now knowing that he's a potential concussion away again from retiring or not being around. I mean, we saw what, what that kind of stuff has done to the, the, the Broncos right now, they got a quarterback that's not any good yeah. with the, the contract, you know, Andrew Luck decided to retire in August. And now the Colts are still suffering ramifications from that.
0: It's funny. We have played this merry go round all year with Tua to start off the year. It was like, Oh, we don't know if he's the guy. He hasn't really shown us enough. His sample size was, what, 12, 15 games as a starter because of the injuries. So we'll give him the runway to prove himself. Then they have that big fourth quarter in Baltimore. And then he starts to show you the signs of when you give him the talent around him. And that's what's been so successful for Miami this year and partially why I kind of picked them to be one of those teams that were factoring in the back half of the AFC come playoff time. It's not only the talent, but you mend that with the coaching. Mike McDaniels has found a way to scheme them up in the run game, man. I mean, running yeah. is, is is what's allowed them to be so successful, in my opinion, in the past game as well. That threat of Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson or something like that. They've been so successful there that, of course, Tyreek and Waddle are running wide open and all that stuff. Yes, Tua is the question mark, and I think we're going to end up starting next year or this offseason kind of in the same place we were this year. Yes, Tua has shown us in flashes that he can do it, but can he do it consistency, consistently? Can he be out there consistently? Can he be available consistently for this team? it's almost like we're back to square one with Miami.
1: Don't you guys want to see Miami at this point? Like, we you know, if, if the Chiefs don't get the one seed. Was it Miami yeah. or, or or L.A.,
0: right? You're deciding yeah, between yeah, those two. Yeah, I mean,
1: I would say, so the, the Chargers, because they won last night, we know they clinched the, the playoff berth. And if you start looking at the tiebreakers because they beat the Dolphins head-to-head, I mean, it, it's. I think the Chargers, to me, are pretty much locked into the six or the five. They have a chance to still get the five. I would be surprised almost if the Chargers fell back to the seven at this spot. So to me, uh, if the Chiefs don't get the one seed, we all know huge game on Monday with the Cincinnati and Buffalo. Let's say the Chiefs don't get the one seed and they end up with the two. They'll play the seven. And yeah, right now it's Miami or the only other options really at that point are the Patriots or the Jets if one of them sneak in. I'm good with playing any of the three, by the way. Like that's the weird thing. Give me Zach Wilson, please, right yeah. now on a silver platter. I would rather, I mean, if two is out, I who would you rather play? Mac Jones and a healthy Patriots team at home. Note to a Dolphins team or Mike White and the Jets, who obviously would that means they would have won two games in a row to get into the playoffs.
0: I think you're almost picking defenses at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, You go Dolphins.
1: Even with the offense with the backup quarterback? Yeah. Teddy
0: Teddy Bridgewater. The thing that scares me about New England is just their defense. Their defense and their special teams won them that game against the Jets earlier this year. Uh, Mac Jones to me has completely fallen off a cliff, whether you want to call it a sophomore slump or, or whatever. He's not the same guy that we've seen in the past with Miami. I think, yeah, you pick out the backup quarterback, obviously, and you say they're still trying to put things together or they're still trying to figure out who they are, especially off the heels of this four game losing streak, a couple opportunities to win some of these games too, man. I mean, they were out in LA and kind of had the weird fumble play with Tyreek and then uh, the Buffalo game. Uh, I I think Miami is probably my pick of that litter.
3: Is there a right answer? Like, is this this feels like sort of one of those questions that we just kind of have to ask, even though, (laughs) like seriously, in the past, what, three and a half months, the Chiefs have lost two games by a grand total of seven points to teams quarterbacked by Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. So uh, to me, the conversation starts with, do you have an elite quarterback? Because that's the only way you're going to beat this team.
1: Sure. No, I, I'm with you. I don't think anybody would predict the Chiefs to lose to any of the four opponent or three opponents. I'm that, saying
3: it's physically incapable. But, I'm saying it's <laughs> impossible. It
1: cannot be done. I, I will say if Love you're it. the two seed, I, like right now, I know we make our jokes about the Chargers, but I'll tell you this. I sure as hell don't want to play them if they were the seven seed right now for a third time. I mean, that that's a real deal. You would talk about elite quarterbacks. Justin yeah. Herbert is going to actually be in the postseason. Finally, I actually, of course, want the one seed if I'm Kansas City. But if I'm the two and the Bengals are the three and they got to play six seed L.A. their first game, like, I like that. Like I Chargers can give them a run for their money, and either way you eliminate one of those teams. And then let's say the Chargers upset Cincinnati, then suddenly the Chargers go to Buffalo and you you don't have to deal with only you don't have to deal with one of those teams and maybe not Cincy. Like I, I don't hate that path for Kansas City all of a sudden if that's how it all plays out.
0: I hate to be coach speak guy, but okay. the, the the Chiefs, their biggest opponent is themselves. Oh, okay, oh. Andy. Okay. <laughs> They're not going to lose that first game. I'm I'm almost with Nick on this one, right? Unless there's a special teams disaster. Uh, uh, Harrison Bucker and Tommy Townsend go fisticuffs in the locker room before the game. (laughs) And Patrick Mahomes has to be the holder. I I just don't know who's coming in on wild card weekend and and beating Kansas City at home.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think if it was the Chargers, I'd be a little nervous. That'd be the only one. But if it's if anybody else, I'm with you. And I would still predict, like if you asked me right now, Chiefs Chargers are playing a game. Who am I picking? Well, yeah, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Mahomes and yeah. Andrew. The the benefit the Chiefs have right now too is they're they're knock on wood they're healthier than 90 percent of these other teams in the playoff picture. We can maybe talk more about that in a little bit. But uh, let's get to the weekend audio fun bag as we do normally on a Monday. but Of course, no show yesterday, so let's get right into that. And uh, it takes us to Monday Night Football last night, uh, which was a terrible football game between the Colts and the Chargers, as a matter of fact. Uh, listen to, to how awkward things were in postgame, though. Joe Bach, Troy Aikman, you know they do their interview uh, in game with SVP. Naturally. Uh-huh. Uh, just listen to how this went down last night. That's it. I get one question. That's all.
3: Yeah, you know, I just t- like I decided tonight, Joe, that I wanted to talk to
1: to Troy more. I know, <laughs> but I have to awkwardly stand here while he answers right, questions. You want me to, want me to block yeah. him out here? Ask me another yeah. one. Come on. Yeah, but we'll it was warmer the- tonight. <laughs> it was warmer
3: tonight, wasn't it? Huh? Warmer? It sure was. Yep. Inside. In inside.
1: Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That was you my second that's question. Tough. Yes. Did you have a good it Christmas, was warmer Joe. Inside was it a nice here. Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, little boys had a nice Christmas. I appreciate it. One got uh, a drum set, one got a guitar. That's why I'm happy. I'm in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, yeah, but you,
3: you got that, you got that private jet money, buddy. You'll get
1: home by, by, you'll be home by 11, 11 local. Yeah, but don't, don't tell Michelle that. I'm gonna uh, milk this for another yeah, couple. Right. All right.
4: That's exactly right. This is yeah. really getting that awkward, and secret. I'm gonna, do,
3: uh, I'm gonna segue out of it. Boys, happy New Year. It's your show.
4: It's your it's show.
1: Yeah, it's, it is. thought you wanted ratings. So that was uh, SVP. <laughs> Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and yeah, he asked Troy Aikman like three questions in a row at the beginning of the interview, and Joe Buck is like, I'm just standing here. Is that awkward, by the way, on TV, if you're if you're just on camera and you're not doing anything?
0: Absolutely. I, I've heard it called a bobble at sometimes You bobble your head up and down to just kind of nod, pretend that you're sure. being included in the conversation when you're not. And we've all been there in TV. It's the end of a game. you got to do one more hit before you can get out of there. The game was crappy. You don't really want to be there. You're in Indianapolis the day after Christmas, and you're just sitting Are there you, not being talked to. Do you to. feel like you're a strong bobber? Oh, of course. This is like my strongest trait.
3: Really? you are good
1: at kind of the. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: and you—you had to. The key is changing the rhythm, right? Because if you just kind of—if you just kind of nod, you got to throw in a big head tilt and then (laughs) kind of. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're a natural. Is there My any like, eyebrow raise involved here? No, you keep it steady? All of the above. Okay. Well, you have yeah. to match the
0: tone of the story. Okay. That's an important yeah. part of it. Like if you're at some sort of investigation <laughs> or anything like that, you know, it's more of a subdued nod. Mm. Um, mm. But if, you know, it's a Christmas time and you're jolly, you know, you're bobbing. You're at the movie theater. You're <laughs> ha- You're having a good time.
1: This is this is the kind of advice. This was perfect to have Aaron uh, in for for the audio fun bag from the weekend. That wasn't the only Joe Buck moment, though. Uh, as I mentioned, the game last night was terrible. Was so bad that it had Joe Buck singing during the broadcast. That was a fun first quarter. Five first downs, four punts, three interceptions, two successful challenges, no third down conversions, and a partridge. In a right.
4: Sing it, Joe Buck. Let's go.
3: Second down and eleven. <laughs>
1: it was a terrible first quarter and he he saying all the bad things that happened in the first quarter this is why i can't wait till next year we can flex the monday night football games not just sunday night but we will be able to flex i think it's got to be after a certain week yeah. mike just like on that football, but that'll be a nice thing to have. He I've, had to commit
0: there. You know, you, you don't just, think it was a good effort. You could just feel the confidence
1: leaking out <laughs> towards if, the end of that. You got to just
0: sell it,
3: man. If you're going to do that, you can't be like, uh oh, huh, here's a little funny song. I'm going to, you know, Aaron's right. You have to go. To three,
1: interceptions, two successful challenges, melt third down conversions, and
3: a partner. Ah, oh, see, the <laughs> he
0: didn't end. It. <laughs> it <didn't> stick <laughs> he to the landing.
3: It <laughs> but you, I'll, I'll tell you what, one thing we did learn from those two clips is that, contrary to popular belief, Joe Buck is human. Like he does have, he's not a robot. robot. Yeah, he's not a robot. He can show human emotion. Jason Garrett, the verdict, oh, man. the jury's still out on that. that one. Smile, no, the jury's that already smile, come man. back <laughs> with their verdict on that
0: one. It's it's bad, and I give ESPN credit because I actually feel like they have one of the better products. They do now. Yeah, they do. That that NBC that NBC show is kind of hard to
1: watch. The the pregame show is I think still Collinsworth and Tariko, just like when it was Al Michaels and Collins. I actually think their Sunday night football broadcast. Is the best mm-hmm. uh, from a play-by-play perspective. Uh, it's on 41 too, so you know it's
0: I mean. just everything around it. I know, and I've I've had, I I do work for 41, but this is the different NBC Sports. <laughs>
1: it just is. There's nothing there. They
0: don't say anything. I, I, I give Sims credit because he says things, but he says things everywhere. He has a podcast, does all these right. things, whatever. Maria Taylor's great. I heard she's rumored to go. It's funny. When somebody's rumored to go somewhere at, while they're doing TV, that, Wait, that, that's usually a bad thing. She's rumored to leave imagine. NBC? I thought she just got that. She's supposed to be jumping over back to college football now. That's These are all rumors oh. and speculation. She's jumping back to college football. Okay. Jason Garrett has been attached to like three or four different coaching jobs, yeah. including the Stanford job. I remember when Drew Brees was on that NBC show, and oh, there was well, all was. these rumors coming out that he was going to be elsewhere. That should tell you everything you need to
3: know. Yeah, yeah. The, go ahead. No, no, no. I was like, When Jason Garrett was rumored for that job, Stanford. I was like, please, 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 Stanford. He turned it down. Please
1: hire him. Really? Hire him. He turned it down, or at least, you know, it's one of those where, like, nobody turns it, whether he was off or not. You know how that goes with the college yeah, searches.
0: Your yeah. agent has to say that you turned yeah. it down. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if he's going to stick with NBC or or not. There's, there's, as we know with coaches, there's one or two-year run, usually unless you're Tony Dungy and Bill Cower, where you just stick on TV for 15 you gotta years so. You got to show us something.
0: You got to say something. Uh,
1: Well, now, yeah, and
0: now I kind of wonder, like, if Sean
3: McVay, like, please, somebody hire Sean McVay. Replace one of these dudes, but I don't know where he's going to go.
1: Oh, well, if, if Sean McVay retired tomorrow, Fox, CBS, ESPN. Someone's getting canned. Yeah, or they just bump them up. I mean, it's the same way where before Aikman and Buck left, right? There, were, Greg Olsen was going to be pushed out for Tom Brady. Remember that was like, sorry, Greg, we think you're great, but Tom Brady. The same thing's going to happen, by the way, just so you know. Like, if Tom Brady retires this year, as much as they love Greg Olson with Burkhart, uh, Tom Brady's going to be on the A crew. He's not going to be the C crew for Gosh, Fox. Right, preemptively. Uh, well, that's how it's going to go. Yeah. Greg Olsen's uh, keeping the seat warm. There's a pecking order. And Greg Olson's awesome. is great. He yeah. killed
0: it on the on the Thanksgiving game this year. I think he brings a lot of. Personality And, like, he's actually a real person. Nine times a of 10, you turn on the game, and it's like, oh, I'm robot play-by-play
1: uh-huh. guy. That's the audio fun bag from The Weekend. Aaron Ladd from 41 in studio with us for the 11 o'clock hour. Alex Gold, Nick Short, with you. I'll, I'll take us right into the trash of the day, though, Nick, because that has to do with your trip and your travels, the struggles, and also something I just saw you put on our text line. Trash of the day. 913-586-7610. So... Nick had travel issues all the way around. Normally, Nick is the guy that's cutting in lines when he travels and all these kind of things. Let's not. Normally, that's normally. That sounds right to me. Normally, that's what happens. But I noticed you were you were texting with someone. They were asking about food prices in Germany. Yeah, yeah. You said you only tip 10% max, if at all. You didn't tip on the trip to Germany. You don't tip there. Well, it turns out in Germany they they
3: pay service workers much better wages than they do here. Therefore, if you tip more than ten yeah. percent in a roundabout way, it is sort of felt like like an insult. An insult.
1: Yeah. So For giving somebody money. So the most I see what ever, you're trying to do. No,
3: I'm, to I'm, I'm it not. Right. I'm telling you right now that so you, you didn't tip. People will look at you weird if you tip more than ten percent. I would tip ten percent. What I would see. I noticed it a lot at coffee shops too. They'll just because they do dollar. Uh, their dollars or coins. Their two dollars or coins whatever sort of change they get back they just give them they give them the coins but like tipping 20% 25% you do not do that in germany or austria
4: hmm.
1: I see you see you thought you I'm were gonna going to get with me. It. Well, I, I still you thought think you it's were not a get good get look, me? man. I still don't think a it's a good, good
0: look. look. You're big time, you know, radio guy, not personality, not personality. You're the, somebody you're could easily time. write in.
3: Your TV. Now, if you ever go now if you ever go to Germany mm-hmm. or Austria, now you got to tip like 20, 30% Aaron, cuz you're TV.
0: But... Imagine the price of a haircut over there, man. <laughs> do you think they I tip on their
3: haircuts
1: over there? I don't know, man. You should have got your haircut over there. How much do you tip on your haircuts? Uh, 25%. Across the board, no matter how much haircut it's it's more of a I, yeah, for, for haircuts I do, it's the same gal that, that I always go. It's
3: 25%. It's not the same gal, though. You said you switched.
1: No, that's why I went to that barber. She moved to a different barber shop. I followed oh, her Oh, you followed Wow, Wow, talk I about drives, loyalty. I drive to Lee Summit now. To get, I drive to Lee Summit now. Wow. For that cut. Yeah, no, I haven't gone in well, three and a half weeks. <laughs> there was some shade yeah, in that. that. There
2: was some shade. I heard that.
1: I heard that. Uh, yeah. No, no. I'm due for one. I'm I am telling need to go you this week.
3: It's very customary there, and meals are like very cheap and it's cheaper to eat there than it is so this is
1: not just germany from the 913 it's europe they consider it an insult because they feel they work hard to earn their check i oh, just look can't imagine they're the text be line upset. is just being flooded
3: be, with people telling me that uh, i'm short that army.
1: Wrong. they're gonna be Let's upset get the
3: short army strong today i'm back they're happy to
1: hear me i just can't Let's get go. over the fact that an, a, a worker there would be mad if you gave them more money
0: yeah i don't get that are they leaving it down? They're leaving all, everybody,
3: look at the
1: text line. They're I, all I, saying I it's you. an
3: insult. It's an insult. It's an insult because they make more money there. Like, they're not getting paid $2 an hour like we pay our servers at restaurants, and they just expect them to make money on tips.
1: Huh. Huh.
3: So, how do you feel now?
1: I still think feel it's crazy. Dumb, huh? No, I
3: think it's crazy, man. Well, it's a different country. You know, also there, if you get caught jaywalking three times, they'll take away your driver's license for a year. You get caught jaywalking one time, 150 dollar fine.
0: I'd never be able to drive.
1: Yeah, like what's what's the story behind that? They
3: so this is kind of I'm not going to get into policing, (laughs) but like their police are not they're not they're not not hall monitors, right? They don't care. The police don't catch you speeding. They don't worry about doing little things like that. It's just that if it's all everything is. Like automatic. Like if, if you get caught jaywalking, uh-huh. you'll get a fine one hundred fifty dollars. you yeah, get caught a second time, another one hundred fifty dollars fine. How are they tracking? I don't know. You? The cameras, monitors. Right, right, but if you're a tourist, I mean, how, that's what are they gonna do? I don't no, gonna, you know, be... catch me if you can. I'm Leo DiCaprio. Well, Come that's and what get I'm me. saying. Is
1: like if you're a tourist and you're jaywalking, and if it's electronic. Good luck finding me. I'm going to be back in the United States. Well,
3: I mean, I know. We're both badasses, so it's different for us. But for most people over there, you okay. have to abide by the okay. traffic
0: signals. One trip abroad and Schwert is like an expert. An like expert, He's got man. the EU flag. Give me, travel- <laughs> it. Give me a show on the Travel
1: Network. Got oh his later hosing on. Coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs red half hour. It's the best I felt after a Chiefs win in five weeks. We'll get into why that is Next
4: is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot, trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals First Basement slash NFL Insider, Vinny Pasquantino, this football season with Cody and Gold.
0: My Twitter is about to unload
4: <laughs> a football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game says that I have free on
0: Sunday. It's it's go time. Six ten Sports Radio. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtus, and welcome into the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold every day at eleven thirty on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs. Six ten Sports Radio.
1: It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour, brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all new Greenway Ford. Hanging out here on a Tuesday. Hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend. Uh, Cody Tap out today. Mm-hmm. So we have Aaron Ladd for the 11 o'clock hour joining me. Alex Gold, Nick Short with you. Nate Taylor, as always, on a Tuesday at 1 o'clock will join us. Nate Taylor from the Athletic you can of course hear Nate typically on Monday nights for the Nate Taylor show but let's talk some Chiefs man it's the Chiefs red half hour and if you have caught the show at all you know there's a very good chance we won't make it through the whole half hour just talking Chiefs football it's it's called the Chiefs red half hour i don't know in, in tv if you guys are required if you say hey this is the Chiefs red half hour if you actually have to talk Chiefs for the whole full half hour we don't we're no, not going to absolutely i can, I can not. promise you already
0: anytime i'm on the mic it's almost guaranteed to not be full sports all the time
1: is a half hour shorter
3: in television or longer?
0: It's 22 minutes, really, once you jam in the commercials. And then weather takes eight minutes of that. So, really, you're looking at, like, <laughs> 13 or 14 minutes I should of ask news. you, what
1: did you make of the – real quick, here we go. We're already not talking, Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just
3: set it up, man. Uh,
1: you started it. I did. <laughs> the weather guy, the sports reporter, had to do the weather last week. Did you feel his pain? Have you, been, have you been sent out? Of course. Uh, that's like a rite of passage when you're a sports guy. It's in Kansas like, City, have you been sent out, or just in other spots? That has not
0: happened to me in okay. Kansas City. But in my old market, I was kind of a hybrid, half sports, half news. This okay. was Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Shout out if anybody was oh, a Myrtle okay. Beach fan. That's when it got real for me that, like, oh, crap, this is really my job. We were doing hurricane coverage. Oh, and yeah. the, the, the governor sends out, you know, an evacuation order for everyone. And our job was like, so, you know, once you get your stuff and come back in, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, oh wow, you know, like I'm here, like I'm in this. No sports in sight.
3: I'm, I'm sensing that you didn't, you didn't <laughs> like the, the, the sports guy's little shtick. Yeah,
1: you whatever. said that was cute, was how you described it. I think you thought that's oh, usually was not. Try, that's are talking about a puppy
3: or a baby. Uh huh. It's usually not a compliment. It
1: wasn't my favorite.
0: Mm. <laughs> I just feel like there's one of those every year. I, I didn't think he did oh. anything, anything. Okay.
3: Okay. See, t- a little inside. Television based. So
1: here. you're telling me, so there's some other. Is this a thing other sports reporters don't like with this guy pulled? They don't like the attention he's getting from this.
0: It's like during March Madness when you're not allowed to show highlights. So somebody does like the clip art sure. and goes viral. Like it, one of these
3: happens every, huh? every, so few you're months, saying not you know? so special,
0: huh?
3: Do you guys have like a secret society or like a, at least like a group chat
0: with oh. every sports reporter in the country?
3: <laughs> yeah. Like a big, I like guess, like Slack for, channel. Or except something?
1: for him. You guys kicked him out <laughs> of the group chat. Uh, so you guys could talk about him a little bit. It was okay. This guy you know, it was cl-
0: it was clever. I, I, I give him credit for being there. You know, a lot okay. of sports guys would just say, Whew, end of the year, that PTO ain't gonna ain't gonna use itself, you oh. know.
3: I see I was under the impression like he it was a pinch hitter like that he had to go do it.
1: Well he did. I mean he did have to go out there and
3: do so you it. You can't you can't can you pull that card? Well maybe Aaron Ladd can pull that card.
1: No comment. I plead the fifth.
3: Hey, you worked on Christmas
1: and stuff. Third so. third person. You Aaron La- Aaron Ladd doesn't do weather reports.
0: Christmas and and corporate Christmas as well. Remember that.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, Gary, Lezak's retired. I figured they are going to have you jump in for a few days or it's something. It's sad man. to
0: see that. Man. I miss Gary. Gary, mm-hmm. if you hear me, man, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's talk some uh, Chiefs <laughs> football, though, because I, I don't know how you felt. I, I understand it was Seattle. I get it. They're trending in the wrong direction as a football team. But that was the best I felt after a Chiefs win in about five weeks. The last time I felt good about a Chiefs win, truly, and didn't, wasn't looking at the turnovers, wasn't looking at special teams blunders. Was the Chargers game the last time the Chiefs played the Chargers had that three point win, but that was the best I felt. I mean, because it was it was a clean game, man. There was not the turnovers. Finally, for the first time in, in nine plus weeks,
0: it, it, it's a feel good game. I I almost called it a get right game, which is crazy to say for a team that's <laughs> you know got twelve wins now for the fifth straight season. But yeah, it gives you it gives you that reminder that you know, what this team can be when everything's clicking on the right cylinders. The only pause I'll give is the third quarter, and we know Kansas City can do this at times where not all the connection is there or there's one piece here that's missing or one piece there, only one first down for Mahomes and company in that third quarter. And, you know, maybe you put that on the cold. Maybe you say, you know, you came out of the locker room and you weren't moving around or whatever, whatever. Um, You have to feel good after that game, no matter who the opponent was, because – Coming off Houston, there was every opportunity for the letdown or for that play to continue. You come back, Jarek McKinnon stays hot. Um, Yes, there were a few drops. Yes, there were a few miscues. But the defense showed you what they can do, and they're starting to put some of the good pieces together. It it, it was a good day for Chiefs Kingdom.
1: The defense was the key for me. I I understand, again, no Tyler Lockett. They're trending in the wrong direction as a football team. But really until the fourth quarter, you, if you're just box scoring it, you're, oh, Kenneth Walker rushed for 100 yards. Not not really. Not right? impactful. Yeah, not, not impactful. impactful. Geno Smith ends up with over 200. No, that guy had like 85 yards for majority of the game. The Chiefs, when it was nice to see them be able to key in on the running game, which was the strength, as we know, for Seattle. And they shut it down. They really did. Again, I understand he ends up with 100 yards rushing. So it was nice to see finally – it's possible, right? For a while, you're like, is it possible for this team to shut anybody down anymore? And it was possible. I, I get the skepticism. Hey, they're going to have to do it come playoff time for most people. But I do feel a little bit better. Let Okay, they can maybe at least have some positive momentum defensively if they take care of Denver, who doesn't have a head coach now uh, on Sunday. We all know what happened the last time they played the Broncos.
0: Yeah, uh, the defense, you got to be excited about, it. especially the young guys, especially going after the Rashad Fenton trade. The talk is, There's no experience in this DB room. It's Trent McDuffie, LeJarious Sneed, and then the rest of the guys, the rest of the bunch, and not a lot of game reps there, not a lot of playoff reps specifically for a team that has championship aspirations. And they showed you while no Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf is still out there. Noah Fant is still out there. They still had some weapons. Geno Smith was a guy who was top tier, top half of the league in QBR. And a lot of these efficiency rating stats, I think he led the league in completion percentage going into that game. It looks difficult. Gino had 200 yards. He might have had 200 <laughs> yards running around in the in, in the pocket in the backfield, too, trying to get away from Frank Clark and Chris Jones. It showed you that they're starting to put things together, and of course we're going to have to see it against a, a, a better opponent. You're, the two teams that scare you right now, you haven't played and you lost to. Right. Um, so until you play those teams and put up this type of performance against those teams, we're always going to be able to poke holes in each and every argument.
1: Yeah, and like this Sunday against Denver, for example, because of what happened the last go-around. If they go and they can actually shut down uh, Denver this go-around, that'll be, okay, there's two games in a row. Maybe people start yeah. to believe it a little bit more. And so much of it will be, can they do it in that first playoff game, I think will be where people will actually settle down a little bit when it comes to that. I'm not worried about, you mentioned the third quarter. Offensively, I really am not worried about this team on the offensive side of things, other than it was the turnovers. Uh, and we now saw at least for one game, it's capable of them having a clean slate where they're not turning the ball over. Can they go three straight games here down the stretch, uh, two more to go, of no turnovers on offense? I know we want the takeaways. For me, it's more about, at this point, no giveaways. If you're going to struggle with the takeaways, which I don't think suddenly they're going to start taking the ball over, uh, taking the ball away so much, yeah. can you at least prevent the giveaways? Which, for one game, for one game they did, can you do that against Denver, and then can you do it against the Raiders team the final week of the season? And at that point, the Raiders will probably have nothing to play for, but yeah. the Chiefs will still most likely need to win that game to have a chance at the one seed.
0: I think the one thing that you really take away from this game is that last drive to kind of put it away. Starting with the Thornhill interception to kind of end all the momentum that Seattle had there. Yes, it wasn't a close game or whatever. You never felt like they were going to challenge to win. Yeah,
1: I didn't feel like the Chiefs were really in jeopardy. But you get
0: the pick, and then you take it the other way to kind of close it out. The two Kelsey plays and the big time. like We needed to see, and I think a big part of that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're coming in here and talking about is the fact that they had an opportunity to take the game away and close it, and they did exactly that. They had opportunities to do that in Houston. They had opportunities to do that against other inferior opponents. Denver game, you're up 27 to nothing. Close a game out. Chiefs fans tweeting and texting for the last five weeks. Close a game out and make us feel like, you know, you are the better team, and they did that. Um you take that away from Seattle and say, yes, they weren't the best opponent in the world, but Kansas City showed us that they can do it on Sundays or
1: Saturdays. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I know it's the, the whole weekend got thrown off with a weird set. I did like that we had football on Christmas Day. And normally, that's an NBA thing, uh, and we all know. I haven't seen the ratings. Like we already knew the NFL ratings, even though the games were all bad except for that Dolphins-Packers game. Uh, the NFL is going to destroy the NBA. They've taken, they've taken Christmas yeah, from the NBA, man.
0: Well, I, the NBA needed some pressure. They got to step those matchups up a little bit. I, I know on paper – preseason those games looked better I mean when we're talking about Bucks Celtics and Lakers Mavs like those games sound great but eh.
1: the same could be said about the NFL I mean on paper Broncos and Rams looked in May oh that makes sense defending champs and Russell Wilson the Broncos and all that uh, that was a terrible matchup 51 points as we know given up Uh, but we know I'm sure the ratings for that game were still much bigger than any of the NBA games It's just kind of the reality of the NFL being Big they're king. king a little bit, man.
0: They're absolutely king, and they're going to bully you off your spot. They're going to debo you out the paint. I mean, <laughs> NBA on Christmas, that's like a staple. It is. That, that's like Waffle House it being over 24. Like, <laughs> I remember waking up as a kid and watching NBA from sunup to sundown. I don't even think I watched a single one of the I – mean, I didn't I watch, Maybe watched a quarter of the five games that were
1: on. I did not watch any NBA uh, on Sunday. If there was no NFL, it would have been on TV in the background. We would have watched, but it was we went NFL to the next NFL game to the next NFL game. It is – Obviously, the way the calendar worked out, something something ended up setting up that way as well. I, I don't know what you, you thought on the Seattle game, So I thought long-term there was a huge takeaway for, for this team that's a really good sign, not just this season. That's George Karloftis because uh, we fast-forward, about to turn over the calendar of the new year, and Karloftis has got, uh, what, four sacks in his past five games? We, we went through, as I'm sure you guys did as well around the draft time, you're trying to figure out, how realistic is it for you at pick 28 to 32 to get an edge rusher that can make an impact? And it's not often. You know, there's always exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Not often that you get a guy that's going to get you more than really three sacks at that spot. He's got four in the last five games. Like he's He's been above average for typically what you get production-wise out of where they drafted him. Like I think this is a huge plus for them. Going into an offseason where we don't know about Chris Jones' future, if we all think Frank will be gone, Dunlap's on a one-year deal. I mean, you start going through – they needed this from Carl Loftus, and he's given you some reasons to believe heading into next season that maybe he can elevate his game even more.
0: I remember sitting in these very studios and wondering if he was going to be a double-digit sack. That was actual mm-hmm. conversation <laughs> that Chiefs fans were yeah. having at, around George Carl draft. Was he going to bring double-digit sacks to Kansas City? I don't think you can be disappointed by, by what he's brought oh, to the no, team. no, no, no. At, at all, four in the last five games. I didn't know that was a stat. Uh, Frank Clark is a guy that has mentored – george Karloftis. i remember tweeting out videos and training camp of yeah. him taking him off to the side and showing him how to get his get off right showing him where to put his hands a lot of that good stuff and he's shown you he's a young player the motor and a lot of the good things that are coachable are still there from george Karloftis. that big bat down in the pass defense to end the seattle drive i know it's not as sexy as a sack and him doing the the ugly celebration or pointing his finger <laughs> in the air or whatnot yeah but that should show you the growth right there alone that he, he doesn't have to get pressure on the quarterback to impact the play. He's shown you that he can grow and impact in a lot of different ways you're not going to get the double-digit sacks this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to burst the bubble yeah, especially around that's so around rare. Christmas. that's so
1: rare anyway. That was always kind of crazy to ask a rookie, and especially you if you're it. not a top-ten guy. I mean, unless, unless he's T.J. Watt, you're not you're not yeah. getting that right away. I'm thinking or, of T.J. Watt, his brother, J.J. Watt, announcing his retirement. Today. What is it, the dude for Detroit who uh, – uh, Aiden Hutchinson.
0: Aiden, you weren't getting Aiden Hutchinson from, from yeah, George Collard, but you're getting a high-motor guy, a guy who's extremely coachable, and a guy that's going continue, continue to continue, to, continue to get better – he's done exactly that you hope that the four in the last five maybe that turns into five of the last six or it keeps going as the playoff time comes
1: around yeah the 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 fact that the batted balls have increased the the chiefs have more batted balls than any other team in football i think a lot of that comes from carlos dunlap and maybe that's something that carloftis is taking carlos dunlap long before he ever came in kansas city whether it was in Cincy or what a couple years in in seattle i guess or the one year in seattle whatever it was Uh, i mean that, that's something he's always been good at. And yeah. I. And you wonder, you mentioned Frank Clark at camp, yeah, after every practice working with Karloftis. You wonder if having Dunlap and Frank Clark this year, we're going to look back and fast forward a couple years from now if Karloftis turns into a guy that can push nine sacks or so, if we're going to find out that like those two guys were actually really key for him and his his development long-term. But as nice as it is to see Karloftis helping the team this year, they certainly could use it with that pass rush. I think the last couple weeks have been promising to make you feel better perhaps about Next next year and next off season, they still need to go and figure out what they're going to do with Chris Jones yeah, in the offseason. season. Absolutely. Maybe draft another edge rusher, maybe go sign sign one and for a trade for one in free agency. But at least maybe you have one side solidified. He can immediately fill in and replace what you're likely going to lose from Frank Clark, who quietly has had a better year for himself as well.
0: Absolutely, and his locker room presence. I remember writing on ArrowheadPride.com, it was time to cut bait with the Shark. We were done with him, (laughs) especially after the year and what he brought last year. Andy Reid and him sit down and say, hey, you're a better guy than what you offered. You got to give your flowers to Kansas City's pass rush this year. They've they've heard all the noise or what it seems like a, a lot of the chatter was coming into this year about how they couldn't get Joe Burrow down in that pivotal AFC title game. They have come in and been a difference maker still, for Kansas City this
1: year. I'm still nervous if they play Cincy. That, that can they actually do it against Joe Burrow though? You know, like because yeah. I know they're what top five and sacks in the league. Yeah, forty plus. Some of them have come in. Two. Some of them have come in chunks. You can nitpick it all. You, all we want, but against Joe Burrow, can they can they sack Joe Burrow? I think is going to be the number one question if they flip. He's face slippery,
0: man. And I, I remember tweeting after the the KC Cincy game that it's almost a skill. His elusiveness and his ability to feel the pressure, hang in there as long as he needs to, and still find a way to get out the pocket. I mean, like like we said earlier, we're going to be able to poke holes in everything. I mean, Kansas City sure. can go back and get six sacks against yep. Russell Wilson, and yep. you'll say, oh, but it was against Russell Wilson. Sure. That, that doesn't count. That doesn't matter. Like, until you beat... And play Cincy or beat and play the Bills. We're going to be having the same conversations with different wrapping paper on them,
1: basically. Yeah, and that's why I asked, like, what is it going to take for you to feel confident? I think because of the schedule, we're late enough in the year, it will take them doing it against Buffalo or Cincinnati for anybody to, for everybody, I should say, the majority of people to be like, okay, I believe it. There's, that's, the skepticism is, the, the wounds are still fresh from the last times you've played, uh, you know, Cincinnati.
0: You can't ask for better quarterback play. Your rookie running back has proven to be. Ex- Worth the price of admission, plus more for a seventh-round draft pick. We talked about Carl Karloftis and what he's brought, and the sacks have turned completely around from last year. I'd ask for more consistency out of the defense, but you can say that anytime. And then I've asked for more consistency out of special teams. I've said that every week this year and, and, and last week. We got a little bit better taste with the snap, kick, and hold operation. Uh, obviously, a punt goes off the side of foot of Tommy Townsend. So you want a clean game in that aspect, but that's just who Kansas City is in the special teams. This is a pro
3: Tommy now. Townsend show, by the way. I don't know if I've
0: got you no knew beef that. with Tommy Townsend. I'm just I, making sure.
3: I missed I missed some beef when I was out of town. Heard that some washed up has been punter was. Running his mouth about a Pro Bowl punter, so oh,
1: we don't geez. we don't we don't allow oh, for
3: that no. on these airwaves. I At least love December when two. the
0: specialist get spicy because these are dudes yeah. that are not used to talking <laughs> trash, right? They're not they're not they're not used to being yeah. in the center of attention. So when they start jawing back and forth, it's like the most polite trash. I'm not saying you're bad, man, <laughs> but you could just be a little more active. Right. <laughs> the one
1: I will say the one thing out of the the game Saturday against Seattle, like I do think, is ridiculous in terms of way too nitpicking, like people freaking out about the drops from Justin Watson. When McColl's back, this is not going to be a problem. Like, Justin Watson is getting more playing time and actually has been a much bigger fact than we ever thought he would be this year. I don't know. Because of that. Like, you, So what you, you think if McColl comes back, which we assume he's going to this week, if not next week, and Tony doesn't have the hamstring pop up again, I don't like the snaps for Justin Watson are going to nosedive. I believe you think you don't think so.
0: I, I disagree. I think he's a guy who's earned the trust of the offense, especially Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I think his role's always going to be there. We, we've we talked about him popping in it in, yeah. in McColl's place. I think one of his early touchdowns was on a route that McCole was yep. getting medical attention on the sideline, but that matters. That matters when a quarterback knows that, Hey, you're only getting one snap. And in that one snap you score and I can trust you to go there. I think he's always going to have a role. I think of those other guys, that MVS, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman, Justin Watson, I think he's I think he's the guy out, out, outside of those. Maybe MVS or once so in a
1: where while. The, I mean, there's only so many. Like Where, where the snaps go? I, I agree with you that like Justin Watson will see the field again. I, I'm not saying he'll never be on the field, but in general, like snap. I mean, if McCole comes back, those he's taking snaps from somebody. Tony Absolutely. I think they love having out there when he's healthy because we, we saw even though the stat wasn't crazy the touchdown he had though like that that's unique that's 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 something that he's I put
0: McColl uh, I put McColl uh Tony and uh, Sky in kind of that same category as that gadget guy jet sweep guy pop pass guy where we want to get you started behind the line of scrimmage and get you going down with the head of speed Justin Watson's a route runner he, yeah. he he's that seam burner. He's the guy that's going to split the zone a little bit. I think there's going to be a role for him no matter what. Justin Watson's not going to run a jet sweep or a drag or no, anything like that. No, of course not.
1: I agree with you that that's the jet sweep is certainly part of all three of those guys' game that you, that you mentioned. But I. You you said it early in the week 2 against the Chargers when McColl got hurt the touchdown that Watt Justin Watson mm-hmm. had was a McColl Hartman route. Yeah. So I like, I think McColl Hart- I mean I think Justin Watson's been running some of the not the jet sweep stuff of course but actual routes. I think Justin Watson's been taking those more than anybody else. Look, so I- we'll see how it plays out.
0: Absolutely the role is there and I think when it's can you say nut crunching time on this? Oh, you can absolutely. Platform? You can When's say a worse? lot. You can say a lot of things, man.
1: Just, <laughs> just say whatever's on your mind. We'll let you know if you can't, and then uh, we've got a dump button. And yeah. yeah.
0: When it's nut crunching time. Mahomes is going to look to the guys that have been there, and I don't, I, I, that's not a knock on McColl. And obviously, injuries happen, and X, Y, Z. Like I'm not blaming a guy for getting hurt. Sure. Um, but Watson has proven his worth, and I, I think.
1: Fans this is gonna, also
0: fans are going to be frustrated. Fans are going to pull out their hair because he's a guy who doesn't look like he should be on the field necessarily. Quote, or he doesn't look like your prototypical DK. You line up DK Metcalf next to well, Justin
1: Watson. DK Metcalf they, is a
0: freak. One of them looks like a Starbucks <laughs> guy and the other one looks like an NFL player, obviously. But Justin Watson, it came in for a reason. And I remember in camp saying this 84 or like, what is he doing out here? Like he, he he's going to get a camp casualty, right? Like he's not going to make it. Each and every time he's proven his worth, and I, I think there's a bigger role for him than Harmon at this point.
1: Interesting. I, so I know this is this is also a pro Justin Watson show because in camp well, I said he was at least there's a
3: pro Justin Watson member of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. During camp as well, I, I said that he will win a game for them this year, and it turns out he did. And that we Cody and I made a bet over under 200 yards receiving for Justin Watson. I took the over. So no, we're, I'm with you. I think oh, Justin. You're w- yeah. yeah, Justin Watson has been been very important. I just I just think McCall Harmon is. Going to immediately jump back into to his role. I'm as I'm glad time you goes brought
3: on. up a bet because we yeah. talked enough Chiefs and we're almost up against <laughs> it here. So for anybody watching on the live stream, Facebook, Twitch, uh-huh. Twitter, YouTube, uh, Alex, you guys know the GIF of Tiger Woods, right? Of just doing the subtle fist bump when a putt goes in. course yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, Alex reenacted that gif after looking at the television screen. And I'd imagine it's because you are oh. betting on some Bush's baked bean bowl <laughs> where one of your Aaron teams knows. scored. It's bad game. It's bad. Oh,
0: this you know is know great well. There's four
1: bowl games today. One started at 1030 between Buffalo and Georgia in the, uh, Camilla, Ball. Georgia, Southern, Georgia get, Southern. It, Sorry, get it, Georgia, <laughs> get it right. Georgia, Southern. Georgia, Southern. Georgia, Southern, Georgia, Southern, yeah, Georgia plays this weekend. Uh, and when Aaron came in, I said, oh man, I got the under in the first quarter under 14. I told Nick to take it, it was plus money at nine 30 this morning. I was Totally. T- I heard you talking in the background when you oh, were talking that's about that's good to know. Well, you see, you were talking about Buffalo and Georgia, Southern, And I said, take the under in the first quarter. Do you know what score it is? What the score is at nine minutes in the second quarter? Well, I can guarantee you the under is hit. It up. is three, nothing as in they went scoreless in the first quarter. Should have put more money on the under 14 in the first I don't think you're quarter. allowed
3: to fist pump a 3 nothing football game. You're just not. First quarter under baby, let's go. We gotta go. get
1: this guy some help, man. First quarter under, dude. I've been, I've been
0: really telling anybody wait. who listens. I'm sicko. just waiting this for next football season
4: when
1: when 41 says, "All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, Sunday sound off, and then we're just gonna have a sports betting show on Friday nights, and Aaron and I will just host that on Friday nights after the news. We'll record it earlier in the day. I'm already I'm already proposing that for next season. You're looking for more work, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I see he's be. trying
0: to sell us on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's trying to <laughs> yeah. he's trying to offer up his services on yeah. of nowhere put that on 41's yeah. jacket.
1: Yeah, go. hey. I'll Hey, I'm at 41 gets first ride refusal. After that, I'm moving on to everybody else. You make your decision. Have them call me. You got you have a couple months to <laughs> I mean, figure it we're out. We're on, on the Missouri
0: side, me. so we'll see what 41 can get worked out.
1: I mean, aren't all the are they all? Well, I guess KCTV fives on the Kansas side. The other ones are all the that should be your side. first call right yeah, there. Yeah. I'm asking you first, man. I don't sign the checks. I can't make any decisions. Well, you can get them in front of the people who do though, right? I'll see what I can do. I think and I think it's worthwhile. You know, I think there's money there to be made. No pun intended.
0: And your first winner for us is going to be Camellia Bowl first Winners quarter making money, baby.
1: <laughs> Yesterday, New Mexico State and their bull get Two days in a row, these crappy bull games you guys talk about, some money-making opportunities. Everybody focuses in on the New Year's Eve college football semifinals where yeah. the money's been put on. The numbers are so tight now because everybody's been putting money. There's, there's looser lines for some yeah, of these Yeah, I heard games. there's a lot of
3: money to be made in the Russian Gregarian Basketball League
1: too, but uh, we're not talking about ex- those, are That's we? your expertise, not mine. Okay. Aaron Ladd. Thanks for coming in studio, man. Good to see you.
0: Good Chiefs red hour. I mean, definitely. Yeah, we, yeah. we nailed it's that. That's
1: actually better than normal. It was. That was more half hour-ish, you know? Aaron Ladd from 41. You can watch him uh, tonight, right? You're on TV tonight?
0: Absolutely, yes, okay. today. Yeah. Okay. And always on ArrowheadPride.com. Chiefs Coast to Coast. It's uh, Are Wednesdays. you leaving them
1: for Arrowhead Pride? Like, Nick, we all predicted Nick's going to leave for Arrowhead Pride full-time within the next year. I mean, there hasn't
3: been a formal offer made or anything. Okay. I,
1: I may but... have heard some rumblings. Okay, oh. see? There it is. Aaron Ladd breaking news here on Cody and Gold. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending and the Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett and what on earth they do next here on Cody and Gold.